0: You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville podcast.
1: Real people, real problems, real, real success, success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, ajnashville.com, here with my friend Jeffrey. Hi, everybody. He says hi. Not on cue this time. Anyway, so I wanted to do a quick podcast. Actually, on something that I observed a little bit today, Jeff, you and I went out, we had some lunch, uh, local Mexican restaurant, Taco Tuesday, of course, right? So, (coughs) sitting there, I see people, stop coughing, golly. You see people, you know, obviously people watching when you're waiting for your food. A couple guys, they come out. And the sad and depressed look on their face, to me, it was something that was notable. It was something that I was sitting there thinking, I need to do a podcast about this. I need to talk about giving yourself something to be happy for, You know, regardless of the situation. Obviously, there's severe situations where people are going through some things and they're not happy, but we tend to forget about the little things that actually make us happy on a day-to-day basis. We forget about the fact that uh, we may have lost our job, but at least we're healthy. Or we may have broken up with our girlfriends, but at least we still have family and friends and things like that. I mean, there's a multitude of things to be happy for even though there's a lot of things to really be sad for. So, the podcast today, obviously we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about appreciating some of the things that you have even though there's some things that people just kind of they get buried in. You know, like I said with the guys that were walking out of the place, they look like they just had the worst day ever. Like not a smile on either one of their faces. Not a, you know, hey, thanks for nothing. Like, it was somber. I mean, I, I looked at them, I felt bad for the guys because there was so much displeasure there. And like I said, they could be going through something that I don't know. Um, that's always possible, but I don't really think that's the case. I mean, Jeff, what do you think? Obviously, people have things to be excited about, right? They have their health, they have, you know... A million things, memories, anything. And if you can't find something to be happy about, like, what's the point of life, right? Well, I think one of the things, too, that
0: we talk about once in a while is the fact that, like, our friend told us that what your mind focuses on, it's like a camera. And that's what you kind of zero in on. And you may not be looking for the happy things because you're focusing on that one negative thing or that one thing that's really needling you.
1: Right. And that makes perfect sense, actually, because you people do tend to do that. There's something going on. They, Let's say, I don't know, let's say they lost their job. That's kind of a, a extreme but a realistic thing to talk about. And so let's say they lost their job, and that's all they're focusing on. They forget the fact that, hey, you know what? In a year from now, this isn't going to matter anymore. This loss that I'm currently going through, it's not going to be important anymore. And I think a lot of people, like you said, it just – It's wasting the time and energy focusing on the negativity. I mean, I know me personally, I let things get to me. You know that. You know, there's certain things that bother me, that piss me off, whatever it may be, but I tend to find a way out and find a way to get over things. Uh, I listened to a Jocko podcast not too long ago, and actually this may have been one of the motivational things I watch on TV. And he was talking about he always had a guy uh, that he worked with, and the guy would come and say, man, this happened to me. And he'd say, good. And he'd come back the next day and be like, man, my truck broke down. I said, good. You know, everything he said that was negative, he turned around and responded with good, good, good. And the reason being is there was always either a learning lesson behind it, a message behind it, or a a better thing behind it. You know, to you and I, we take things like my radio on my truck. I could be bent out of shape over this thing and sit there and, oh, man, blah blah, this, this sucks. This is a piece of crap, whatever. But there was a time where I was fortunate to have a truck, let alone something that ran, let alone something as nice as the one I have now. So looking back, am I just focusing on the, the issues I have now and not, in, not allowing that to, you know, hey, at least I have a truck to have an issue with? you know, at least I have these things to have problems with because there's other people in the world that don't. And so I think that those of us that are more fortunate, we need to to focus on that, focus on the the fact that we have the things to make us happy, even though whatever it is in life right now may not necessarily make us happy. Um, Jeff, in your position, you know, you, you let a lot of things internally get to you. When somebody gets into you, they really get underneath your skin. And it is a noticeable thing. You said it before. One day you walked into a chiropractor's office and the lady behind you asked if you wrecked or behind the desk said, did you wreck your truck today? Yeah. Because the look on your face was one of such distraught that she thought something extreme happened. Yeah. Now, I won't get into detail of what actually happened, what it was I didn't perceive as a larger issue, but obviously it was something internally with you that you perceived as a bigger issue. And, and that's the way we perceive things differently. The nice thing is is when you sit on the sidelines from a third row seat, it's early it it's easier for you to see the entire field than it is when you're actually on the field playing ball. You know, when you're sitting there and you're in the center of the field and you're focused on whatever it is that's trying to get you to the end, it's very hard to see everything that's going on. And I think that's an advantage that we have as human beings is obviously we're able to analyze, observe, and hopefully help people that we care about, friends and, and everybody else that we can step in and say, Hey, you know. Here's the problem that you said you, you're having, but here's what I see as a reality.
0: Well, you know, and it's, it's back to that podcast that you just spoke about with the, you know, my truck broke down or whatever. And he says good and he says good. I think, you know, for myself personally, where I start focusing in on a problem and making it worse than it really is, is the fact that I get tired and maybe lazy that I don't want to continue to get up off the ground after being beaten once in a while. So you feel like you just don't have a lot left in the tank to continue to get up to fight the next problem and fight the next problem and fight the next problem. Right. And I don't you know focusing on on an issue is not something that one wants to do but like I said what happens sometimes you get into a cycle
1: where you're you're tired. Yes. And, and I get that. You know, we all get to the point where it's like, boom, boom, boom. You know, the world is just beating you down. It's like, remember that old Rocky movie? He's just getting pounded in the face. And, I mean, his face is exploding. He's getting his ass kicked. Everything in the world is getting handed to him. And then there's a second of clarity and regain his focus and, and regains his thoughts. And now he's determined and now he's willing to do what it takes, obviously, to defeat his opponent at that time. I think that's the difference. Everybody else says, hey, you know what? It's not about how you get knocked down. It's how you get up. And that's true to a degree. But when you're knocked down multiple times, sometimes it's a lot harder to get up. Now, the truth in that matter is it is how you get back up. It's how you decide to say, you know what? I'm going to take control of this. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to push forward. This is what I'm going to do. I mean, Jeff, you've been through some pretty stressful points of my life with me. And seeing how I rebound from things, and and I've just learned over and over, kind of like you said, when you get beat down, you get beat down, you kind of, you say, all right, fuck it, I'm going to deal with it, I'm going to move on, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to keep pushing, because it's not, if I lose this fight, yes, I lose the fight, but if I lose the fight, I give in to somebody else by allowing them to keep me down and keep me oppressed, and that's where I really feel like the difference is. And it, it could be something that's different amongst humans. It could be something that's different amongst the things we've been through. You and I have been through a lot of similar things. And we've handled those things differently. doesn't make me any better than you. doesn't make you any worse than me or me any worse than you for the way we handle It's how we choose to take care of things in life. But the fact is some of the things that we've been through, most people would stay sunk down in the ground. Some people take a lot longer to recover than others, and that's factual. The message I'm trying to get across to people is this. Something goes wrong. When my mom passed away, for example, I was tore up. It, it was horrible that she had passed away. You know, and What was I going to do? But then I could take a step back and be fortunate for all the sacrifices that she made for me. You know, the times that we had nothing and she provided us with something, the times that we lived on the streets, but she made it better. You know, you're you're homeless. You're living on the streets. How much fucking better can it get? Well, I had my sister and I had my mom and we had laughs and jokes and everything else. And yes, it sucks, but it was temporary. You know, it wasn't something that went on forever and ever. Now, there are situations where people go through that, where being homeless lasts forever. You know, and, and I feel like a portion of that is due to a choice that people make. I don't want to get too deep into that because obviously that will ruffle some feathers here. But at the end of the day, you have to look around and say, hey, what is it that I'm grateful for? I feel like when you've had everything taken that you see the little things that you can be grateful for.
0: It's very true. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny you say that because I listened to a pastor at one time and he talked about an instrument. Like a guitar or a piano. Flute. No. <laughs> okay. So a guitar or a piano, something like that, unless it's under the right tension, doesn't sound right. Right. Same thing with, with our lives. Unless you're under the right tension, you don't tend to have the gratitude. If you have everything in the world given to you, look at the people that do, unfortunately, they get miserable, get into, you know, situations where they can't control their their emotions anymore and eventually end up self destructing one way or the other. Right. Um, but under the right amount of pressure, a guitar sounds perfect. It has to be tuned just perfectly, which means that string has to, has to be tensioned just right. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have that tension, it sounds horrible.
1: Well, and the other thing is, is a guitar and instruments like that, they have to be played by the right person. you know. So with saying that, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is sometimes we hit brick walls. And when we hit those brick walls, we decide, hey, are we going to continue forward or are we just going to give up? And when we just give up, what does that ultimately lead to? Self destruction, suicide, things like yeah. that.
0: And, and unfortunately, that's the way that most people handle things because it is difficult to get back up.
1: Right, and it is, and and that is like you said, that's unfortunate. But those of us who choose to carry on, we start to learn lessons. Okay, and and you talk about under tension and, and a properly tuned guitar and things like that, and that makes sense. But once you've been out of tune before, it's not as hard to get retuned. It's almost like the player, they can hear that note and they can hear it perfectly and they remember, okay, this is what it's supposed to sound like. And so now that I know it sounds like this, I can simply tune this a quarter of a turn and tune this a half a turn and boom, it's right back where I need it to be. And I use that analogy because what I'm saying is once we've been pushed down, it's easier to say, hey, I recognize this street. Here's where I go to get back to where I was. And it may not be an easy road to get there, but you have some direction and some guidance to get there. Now, not everybody's had, I consider it the fortune of going through things like that. I'm I'm not proud of some of the things I've been through, but I'm fortunate because it's molded me to be the person that I am today. Without those lessons, good, bad, or indifferent, I couldn't be where I am today because it helped mold the person that I am. The thing is, is as I got knocked down, it was easier to pop back up and say, well, that that fucking sucked. Here we go again. Let's do this. You know, Um, I think part of our responsibility is to take those lessons and to make sure that we internalize, we don't forget, but we we give it a basis to grow off of later. And it builds stronger and stronger people. Um, I think the musical instrument metaphor was an excellent one. It allows people to really visualize what it is. Okay, you're out of tune. And everyone's heard that that guitar or that piano or something like that that's been out of tune, but you can take a trained ear. Literally there's people at Guitar Center, for example, that could sit down and, and they can get it within tune to a certain degree just by hearing it. And in life, when we get oppressed and when we get pushed down and, and we're in situations, it's a matter of getting back up and saying, you know what, I've heard this beat before. It's time to get back in tune with this, and now we're going to rebound, and we're going to do it, and we're going to fucking hit it 10 times harder. It's when we stay down and we allow the others who don't have the ear for the proper tune to tell us what it should sound like. That's when we're fucked because then we listen to other people that don't even know what a guitar is supposed to sound like, and they're telling us how to tune it. They're telling us how to mold and, and live our lives and do the things we have to do when we know because we've been there. Does that make sense? hmm So this all goes back to one thing. It's a matter of being happy, regardless of what it is. You know, today I can go out and I can blow your truck up. I wouldn't do that. It would be kind of mean. Plus it's close to the building and sitting right next to mine. But you know what? You should be happy that at least you have insurance. You're not going to be happy at the action itself that took place. But at least you were smart enough to get the insurance to cover it in case it ever did happen. Heaven forbid nobody thought that would happen, but in case it ever did. At least you had a truck so that could happen too. a job so you can pay the deductible friends that can take you home and pick you up Uh, a roommate that can help you go places. At least you have those bits and pieces. And that's what we forget about, because I think if something like that happens, it's no longer, oh, man, at least I have this, this, this and this and this. It's now, well, I don't have a truck anymore. But you forget that that's a time where your friends come together and they show you how true of a friend they are and they say, hey, I'm going to come together. I'm going to help you. Because that's what friends do, you know, and and that's the difference that I think a lot of people lose touch with. It's more the monetary or the physical things that they see and they forget about all the emotional things that surround us. So,
0: yeah, you know, like you said, the gratitude, thankfulness, right? Those things make you happier than focusing on the problems or getting something new or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Gratitude will get you a lot further and a lot more happiness that's more lasting than mm-hmm. the short, quick fixes that you get here and there with other stuff.
1: Right. Well, I was listening to Joe Rogan and Dan Bazarian yesterday. Awesome podcast, by the way, for those of you that haven't heard it. It's a little crude, but there are some very good points in there. He talks about true happiness and how money won't buy you happiness. It will buy you what you were sitting there. Stuff. It'll buy you stuff, but it buys you satisfaction. And so he talks about how a person who has nothing, their level of happiness or satisfaction may be on a level 10 to have a 1991 Toyota Corolla that ran. Whereas he's done so many different things in life that now he gets a new Lamborghini. Somebody gives him a Lamborghini and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. His happiness level is at like a five or a six now. Mm -hmm. You and I, if somebody walked in the door and said, hey guys, we got Lamborghinis for both of you. We'd be like, Holy shit, for real? Let's go tear these things up and, and get tickets and go to jail. But the level of satisfaction changes as our It's a lot harder to get that high. It is. And our that. our complexity of things changes. You know, because no longer are we satisfied with just the regular remember back in the day you had a little 94 Gen 2 mm-hmm. Toyota pickup, and I had one, too. And back in the day, it was just the little things. I was like, man, check this out. I, shoot, I put a neon license plate frame on it, and I thought I was awesome. Right. It's those little <laughs> things. It's the satisfaction. And now it's like you're picking out pieces of dust in your paint job of your Toyota Tundra Platinum, you know, something that, as back then, we could never imagine we could have you know and so now we find distaste and unhappiness in those little items and we forget about the times that we wish that we could have had those things and that goes for all of us so that's not just you that's me that's that's everybody because you get used to a certain lifestyle of things but the fact of the matter is all that shit can change really really quick very fast we could drive out of here right now there's construction across the road a dump truck could pull out in front of you and completely change Everything in your life, everything that you had planned, whatever it was that you planned for dinner tonight, you could be eating hospital food and fucking peach cobbler and their peach cobbler sucks. But all I'm saying is there's nothing definite. So why not enjoy the time that we know we have, which is right now, right this moment and enjoy that because we never know tomorrow may not bring you happiness. You'll be laid up in a fucking hospital room. The next day may not bring you happiness. The world can come to an end. If you and I, if, if fucking we couldn't send text messages and emails and, and podcasts and all that other shit, if all that came to a stop, what would we have left to make us happy? We'd have our friends. We'd have our family. We'd have our health. Even if you have bad health, you have a way to improve it. Unless you have some terminal illness, and even if you do, find something to fucking be happy about. Something small, whatever it is, a memory. A person, a plant, a fucking fly on the wall. You know,
0: it's funny that you bring up memory because the other day I was really down. And, you know, for about, what, two weeks now I've been down? Pretty bad?
1: Yeah. About two weeks, I'd give it, yeah.
0: So I went into my closet and I don't even start. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you come back out? (laughs) So I go in there to organize. Come out. No, to organize my closet. And go through paperwork and stuff like that. And I was going through a box of pictures that my friend in California, Damien, sent me that were all at my grandparents' house with Mm -hmm. my mom and and me and jet ski racing and all the things that, you know, that my life, that I've done in my life that you completely forget about because you forget about all the wonderful times, all the smells of the lake and the water and and family around you and all that stuff. and. It kind of brought me up a little bit because I remembered that I actually have lived a good life, mm-hmm. um, even though I was really, really down at that point, sitting there and looking at stuff. Um, it, but it's easy to get caught up in that. It's it, You know, and you forget about the things that you have had in your life. You forget right. about the good stuff that you have enjoyed and all the great things that you've you know, experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 40 years old now. Fuck. so. It's awful old to be coming out of the closet. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, you you forget about all those things that you've actually enjoyed. And I'm focusing on a bunch of little problems that I've got right now.
1: Right. You you ever hear you, – you've been to funerals. We've all been to funerals. Lots. Okay. And what do most of them say? What do they say? They say, hey, we're not here to – be you know we're sad and we're here to life. celebrate somebody's life. So we're celebrating the memories that we shared with those people. And the reason why is nobody wants to sit there and be sad and miss that person or anything else. They want to celebrate the greatness, the memories, everything good that they had with them. But the question is, why aren't we celebrating our lives now? Why are we letting these little small things that interfere with our lives determine how we feel Right this minute, and in 10 minutes, and in 20 minutes, and in two weeks, or two months, or two years, why are we not celebrating what it is we have? I mean, think about it. We have a shit ton to be grateful for. Not only our health, the fact we have gainful employment, the fact that we have homes in a nice area. I mean, dude, we don't live in the fucking hood. You do, I don't, but I'm just kidding. (laughs) But these things that we have, the fact we have a home, because keep in mind, like I said, there was a short period of time where I didn't even have that. You know, I'm not celebrating the times I was homeless. I'm celebrating the lesson I took from when I was. I'm not celebrating the fact that we had to go and beg for food in order to eat. I'm celebrating the fact now that I'm fat enough where I don't have to eat, <laughs> you know, but I could be focused on the negative. And instead, we have to focus on Where we've been, where we're going, the lessons we've been taught, you know, doing different things. Like I talked to you earlier about it, and that's something simple like waking up in the morning and and reading the Bible. You know, you're a religious man. There's no question about it. And so something like reading a verse out of the Bible could bring you satisfaction for that day. And then you do it and rinse and repeat and do it the next day. It definitely
0: pulls your mind off of focusing on the stupid little problems or the problems, the negativity. It brings you back down to the ability to see a little bit more clearly again and be thankful for what you do have.
1: And you stop worrying about the monetary things that plague our lives. Right. The big things that aren't big things. The little scratch on the wheel that's not really a big deal, but it is. What about the fact that you were able to buy wheels for your truck? Like, dude, six, seven years ago, that wouldn't even been a thought for me. True. You know, now that's not saying ignore the the things that may be wrong. But what I'm saying is, hey, you know what? Here's what it is. Is it going to change my life? Is it going to ruin me? If not, how do I approach this? Uh, And that's what I feel like, you know, the the two guys that came out of ponchos and they both had very monotonous looks on their face and and just "Mm, here, that's disheartening, Because they were able to, and and you and I talked about this, they got an old SC2 or whatever it is, the old Saturns. You know, They got in one of those and they drove off and and they were probably high school age kids. And what was it that I said to you? I wish in high school I could have had a car like that. Right. That's something to be thankful for. That's a monetary thing though. Those guys amongst the two of them, I don't know how much money they had in their pocket, but they were able to go out and eat somewhere. They have each other, which obviously they're friends or maybe they were related. They both kind of had the same look. But either way, at least they had the friendship. They had the company. They didn't sit there and eat alone. And if they did happen to sit there and eat alone, they have their thoughts. They have their memories. They have their beliefs. They have the things that help keep them motivated on a day-to-day basis. So should they have walked out of there with a sad look on their face or just very blank look? I don't know. I didn't eat with the motherfuckers. Maybe. Maybe they had shitty food and (laughs) shitty service. But the point is, those of you that are listening, really just take time and look at the things you're grateful for, not the possessions, not the things that don't mean shit, because all that stuff can be stripped from you right now. In, in a matter of minutes, you can lose everything. You can pull out. You can hit somebody, get sued, change their life, change <laughs> your life. You can fall down the stairs you can get bit by a brown recluse, which is the probability that's high here at our office. But anything can happen. So find something to be grateful for. So if you listen to this and you have a pissed off or a sad look on your face, think of something positive, something that's happened in your life. Maybe listening to this podcast is something positive that you look forward to. Whatever it is, try to find the great and everything good and the good and everything bad, just like Jocko said, good. That's one of my favorite podcasters. That's why I I endorse the shit out of them, but that's why I bring them up. So anyways, hopefully this was semi-helpful for you. Maybe it was a little enlightening. At least it burned like 30 minutes worth of work time for you. So you just kind of got to sit and talk in a microphone. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope this message finds you well. I hope everything's going great. If you know somebody that could benefit from this message, please like, share, tag, comment. Do whatever you have to do to get the message out there. I want to thank one of our sponsors, Extreme Mutter Wheels. Thank you so much for your support. Everyone that's listening to this, thank you for your support. We're glad you took 25 minutes out of your day to listen to Alex and Jeff rant back and forth. Right. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at six and Fridays at five. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe.